Hello everyone, my name is Franz Elul. This is a three-part series. Today I'm going to be talking about the first three of my ten tips on creative writing. This is on behalf of Happy London Press and the short story competition hi2020.co.uk. This is the first of three podcasts in which I share hints and tips for writing short stories. You will hear one other voice besides mine. That belongs to Claire Newton. She is also a writer and artist. First of all, what is a story? It sounds a simple enough question, and so it is. A story is a tale, an anecdote, a narration, an account, a fable, a legend, a saga, a telling. All of these qualify as stories. However, accepted wisdom dictates that a story needs to have a beginning, a middle and an end. So far, so good. Next, what is the origin of stories? In terms of literary heritages, stories derive from ethnic storytelling customs, fairy tales, sagas, myths, fables, parables and oral storytelling traditions. So, what is a short story? There is no hard and fast rule. Suffice it to say that a short story is one that can easily be read at one sitting. What about writing a short story? It may seem obvious, but you do need an idea, something important, or at least entertaining, to say, something to engage a reader and to give pleasure in the reading. I have compiled 10 tips on creative writing. In addition to these, there is an overriding recommendation based on a Latin phrase, in media res. This translates as in the middle of the thing. In other words, to coin a phrase, get on with it. Capture the reader's interest as soon as possible, especially when it comes to short and very short stories. Here's an example from one of my short stories. Its title is Seer, as in prophet or mystic. Seer. A pang of conscience soared through his soul, disturbing his ritual rest after his mental labours. The seer struggled to his feet from the rags that served for a rudimentary bed. The cave felt cold. Outside, autumn seemed to rebuke him. The wind, battered by obstacles, probed his eyes, tearless from years of denial. The sun, struggling to rise, questioned his demeanour. He knew. He could not help but know. It was his doom. Master! A raised hand waving at him. He beckoned them. The tiny sect that had depended on him through so many years of toil, ignorance and hope. Is this the day? Yes. What must we do? Wait. Here? Yes. The ragtag group of forlorn followers sank to the ground. Master, what must we wait for? I do not know. They waited. 
Here's another example from one of my short stories. Its title is Day. The day was old. It limped by a smallish stream, so familiar from the countless early morning walks that it hardly noticed the usual babble that used to hold its fragile attention. Once it was young. Once. That didn't last long. The seconds flew past and propelled the minutes into a frenzy. Hours calmly vanished in the blink of an eye, leaving the days grasping vainly for their fleeting neighbours. Days and years. Days and years. It was hard to tell the difference. From a distance they seemed much the same. Day approached the sign for the cliff with a carefully worded warning. To the right, a barely trodden trail into brambles and bracken. But by whom? Some intrepid explorer? A child, careless and brave? A foolish traveller? Take that, take that. Why not? Day did, treading carefully, being unused to choosing risk. The path, though overgrown, was still clear enough. Where would it lead? Perhaps somewhere. Perhaps nowhere. Perhaps something in between. A noise to the left. Hello, Day. It was night. Day collapsed. Take that. Take that. Why not? Day did, treading carefully, being unused to choosing risk. The path, though overgrown, was still clear enough. Where would it lead? Perhaps somewhere. Perhaps nowhere. Perhaps something in between. A noise to the left. Hello, Day. It was night. Day collapsed. I trust my story engaged your imagination very quickly. I mentioned the ten points earlier. Here are the first three. One, your source material is you. Two, a journal harvests your imagination. Three, allow the flow. The first of these, your source material is you, is self-explanatory, but still worth emphasising. The second is to do with keeping a journal. Write something in it every day. A word, a phrase, a sentence, a thought, an emotion, a doodle, even a scribble. For example, my story, Day, which you've just heard, was inspired by a phrase a friend of mine, Annie, said, namely, and I quote, before the day gets old. The third hint, allow the flow, means that if you are in the zone or in the flow, such that an idea or ideas seem to come out of nowhere, then do not let your brain interfere, but write them down. You can always edit later. Some of my best ideas come, apparently, out of the blue, and I always let them flow onto the page. Now, what about the literary elements of a short story? One thing to consider is what is known as authorial voice. That's quite hard to describe. However, it can be defined as the unique style of an individual author which differentiates them from other authors and which is recognisable by readers. Style includes the use of language and imagery, including linguistic idiosyncrasies. 
the stance of the author or narrator exhibits towards their subject matter, their emotional inflection, cadence and tone. An author's voice is their signature, their fingerprint, the reflection of their personality. If an author has a distinctive voice, then they can be parodied. If they don't have such a voice, then they cannot be parodied. Rather than try to construct your own authorial voice, instead let your own voice speak and sing unhindered by your own expectations. Now let's deal with who is doing the actual telling of the story. Here there are various options. Option 1. A traditional choice for many stories and novels is the omniscient narrator. This is where the narrator, the one who tells the story, is outside the story and knows absolutely everything in the world of the story. This includes everything about the events and the characters, including what is in the minds of the characters. In a sense, the omniscient narrator is God in a novel or story. Omniscient means all-knowing. It comes from the Latin omnia, which means all, and scientia, which means knowledge. Here is an example of an omniscient narrator read by Claire. The tumbleweed drifted abstractively across the street at high noon in Santa Fe as Shane strode lazily to his horse, munching grass. The horse was munching grass too. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Two-Gun Tex of Texas was making Miss Kitty a nice cup of tea. Milk, no sugar. In the happy saloon, the town tenders was thinking about pulling teeth and felt happy. Option two. Another choice about who is doing the telling of a story is to do with what, in grammatical terms, is called person, i.e. first, second and third person. These describe different perspectives or points of view. First person is when, for example, you write about yourself using the pronoun I. Holiday postcards are an obvious example, especially ones with interesting hats. Second person is when you are addressing someone. Do you think that's a sufficient explanation? Get it? Third person is referring to someone else. Well, he did. These are the personal pronouns. First person singular, I. First person plural, we. Second person singular, you. Second person plural, you. Third person singular, he, she, it. Also one, which is quite formal. Third person plural, they. And here are some example sentences which Claire will read for us. First, first person singular. I went to the magic shop in the oak tree. I sneezed all night. First person plural. We denied purloining the fizzy drinks. We are the champions, my friend. Second person singular. You, sir, would be an embarrassment to a herd of wildebeest. Second person plural. I hope you are not all staring at the goat. Third person singular. He stopped staring at the goat. So did she. It, the goat, was relieved. George was a legend in his own lunchtime. One does not speak about such things. Third person plural. 
They sprang a surprise party for the aardvark. Option three. Finally, for this podcast, let's consider SOC, or Stream of Consciousness. This is fairly self-explanatory and best shown by an example such as this one written by my, my good friend Annie Parker. Stream of Consciousness. Did you ever wish you were somewhere else and then when you got there you weren't there at all and when time stood still you kept falling over like tumbleweed in the pasty wind or leaves scuffing around under a cranky moon and then one day you stepped sideways and took a look down a different alley you'd never noticed before. Like a shot in the dark you were faced with a different kind of reality and strange things stirred inside you and fresh winds blew and also played a new tune. Don't stop and think too hard. It's all like that river you saw. Yesterday, just flowing and flowing, on and on and on. And don't stop what you're doing. You might find... So, to summarise, as well as a very important Latin phrase in media res, shared with you the first three of my ten tips on creative writing. These are... 1. Your source material is you. 2. A journal harvests your imagination. 3. Allow the flow. After that, we considered the literary elements of authorial voice, omniscient narrator, person, first, second and third, and stream of consciousness. In the next two podcasts, I'll share the other seven tips on creative writing. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast. My name is France Elul. I teach a creative writing course at Wickham Arts Centre. My next course is going to be at the beginning of April. My email address is, all lowercase, france.elul. I'll spell all that, F-R-A-N-C-E dot E-L-L-U-L at gmail dot com. Please do get in touch for details. Goodbye.